Hey, I'm Alan McGuire. And I'm Sarah Griffin. And this is Juvenalia, a podcast where we talk to an interesting person about a bit of pop culture that was important to them when they were young. Our guest today is the host of Be Grand, Andy Gaffney. Oh yeah. Welcome to the show. Uh, yeah, I just I felt incredibly uncomfortable. I know at the time with Blah as well, when you said interesting, I'm like... Everyone says it. Okay, we're, we're going to change it. We're going to change it. Down yeah. no, already. I don't think we should change it because I feel like people should own themselves. <laughs> you know, service your talent. Like, it's the reason people get pulled in here. It's because we're interested in what's going on with you. Well, look, I'm a big fan of anyone, uh, anyone, you know, bigging themselves up. So I, that's I'm I should be this going. Is your yeah, moment. yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what? Allow me to be interested. Ethan Barry, we had this exact same conversation mm-hmm. with Ethan in the last episode. Like it's, uh, I think it's it's hard for people to get called interesting to their faces, but um, that's why we've pulled you in. Can you tell us what you're going to uh, bring to us? I'm going to bring. I'm going to chat about Vanilla Sky, mm-hmm. the Cameron Crowe directed, Tom Cruise starring uh, <laughs> Vanilla Sky. Go on. Um, <laughs> yeah, so for anybody who doesn't, because it is quite an old film at this stage. Yeah, yeah. So it's real. Give us the basics of it, of the plot, Which, such so, as it is. Yeah. yeah, so it's very much a... Now, I, I kind of thought that I was kind of cheating as well, which is why I asked you, can I do this? Because I was 16... When that's, this, about, mm. that's about the age, yeah. Kinda, when, this, when this came out. And it, it, so the story of Vanilla Sky is uh, David Ames... Playboy, millionaire, snowboarding through life in his own words, is how how he's he is an, he is a piece of shit. He he's is a monster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is a genuine uh, piece of shit. And I I I feel like I'm going to keep coming back to this. I think that's why I think the theme of this really is consequences. I think that is. Oh, yeah. I think that mm. is the the theme. I think that's why I've always liked this film. So it's David Ames. He's, you know, he's your classic Batman, Iron Man, things, but without doing the actual good stuff, without saving anybody. Mm. A media mogul who has inherited this insane amount of wealth from his uh, from his parents and this insane company clearly has never had to work, work. Yeah. Uh, a day in his life, and clearly takes advantage of that by sleeping with uh, actresses and having, you know, these elaborate birthday parties where Steven Spielberg turns up for five seconds at his, at his birthday party. And then eventually, some would say falls in love with, uh, his, with his friends, not girlfriend, but friends date. Mm. Jason Lee brings Penelope Cruz to a party. There's a night where they kind of fall in love but then gets back into a car with Cameron Diaz. His not ex-girlfriend. Not ex-girlfriend. Crashes the car and then everything gets a little bit strange. Yeah. Everything gets a little bit, and you're not sure what is real, what isn't, what's dreaming and what isn't. And it's, like, it's an odd one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I dearly love it. Uh, what age so you're 16 when it came out did you see it in the cinema or did you see it on DVD would it be DVD it was DVD yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. so did you see it in the cinema I I saw it in the cinema and I think one of the reasons why because I was when I was flirting with others I was like oh what what would I what would I pick for Juvenalia and I was kind of flirting between like Angel it's too long that's five that's five Ah! Um, <laughs> Sorry, I have the window fell down. God, 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 <laughs> <me> to <laughs> um, 
the Angel um, would be so super interesting one in the future though like in ter- we often talk about things that are too bit whoa oh my god our other special guest is Storm George <laughs> Storm uh, Jorge Storm Jorge work yeah. welcome <laughs> to the studio Storm Jorge um I think uh, things we had we had a really fun Buffy episode, but I also think something like Angel is worth unpacking because it's sort of diametrically opposite mm. to Buffy in some ways. Yeah, like it's if Dale would a lo- lot more kind of slightly, while that was doing kind of like the high school kind of and the early kind of college years, Angel was very much. Now you're in your thirties, and now you have to work, and you're broke, and. It's more uh, this, gritty, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will happily go into Angel <laughs> if you want me to go into. If you no, want I'm really, really, I'm really interested in it because it's such a, it's such a masculinity crisis uh, or crisis of masculinity piece mm. of work. Do you know? Like it's, it is about consequence and it is about, um, like, loss of, a, of, of. Like you don't meet your your hero, um, massive inverted commas. I'm not sure there is a hero in this. Film. I don't think there's a hero in this film. I think there's another <laughs> film where Cameron they, Diaz is where... the hero of this film. Sorry, Cameron <laughs> Diaz is the hero of this film. Um, but uh, I think that um, it is about it is about consequence of poor behaviour. It is, and it's a it's all about it, consequences, and they say sweetness out throughout it, and a lot of it to do is a lot of it to do is vanity. Like the very yeah, first thing that you, the, yeah. like the very first thing you see of Tom Cruise is he pulls the grey hair. Has yeah. Tom Cruise ever had a grey hair in his life? Jesus Christ! No, I think they, I think the Thetans uh, make sure that you don't have any grey hair. <laughs> um, but him and Jason Lee are both big Scientologists, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but Jason Lee is in a true Cameron Crowe, I think, because Jason Lee was also also almost famous. I don't think Cameron Crowe is. No, I think Cameron Crowe is. And Jason Lee is just a, in the Venn diagram of Cameron Crowe favorites and Scientologists. Weird. It's Jason Lee. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Jason Lee has that thing that only, only Cameron Crowe and Kevin Smith have ever really known how to use. Mm. And then my name is Earl. People. I, I watched it a wee bit of that. Yeah, but. Um, I just think it's really funny that, like. Jason Lee is meant to be the uncool, unhot friend where they basically have the same face but a beard. <laughs> it's like both of these have... I actually i am also really worried that I face blindness, Alan, because running juvenile problem is I don't know who actors are and I get actors mixed up all the time. Um, I don't think I am able to know who... Carrie last night was like, oh, this is this person, this is this person. Oh, it's and full it's of people. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know who any of these people are. I have never met these people, but I think they look really similar except Jason Lee is taller. So I think it's plot wise. I think it's really funny that his friend is like this scruffy, like oh he's a writer. Oh, it's like they give the same face. Yeah, <laughs> it's that beard though. It's quite. Yeah, you know. I love yeah. beard though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So it is about vanity. And yeah, it's a excess, right? It's a yeah. It's about. It's it's, it's like how I I think one of the things that I about it is like, like I'm a I'm a, I'm a vain. Person. Oh, so am I. I'm super yeah, like, vain. Yeah, I'm incredibly vain. Yeah. vain person. You throw money at at Kiehl's and other such products. And oh my god! Right I tell you what, man. What's your, what, what's, what, what's your favorite Kiehl's product? No, my husband wears Kiehl's. He also got really into. Uh, yeah. Oh my god! It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's amazing. Oh my Dublin god! Airport. Groom yourselves, fellas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look after yourselves. Kerry got really into uh, what's it called? Um, the hand wash we have has gravel in it. It's really nice. Um, it's not. What the fuck's it called? We got really into it. the bottles are all like brown and, and, and what are they fucking called? Sorry, it'll come to me in a second. Yeah. Um Jesus Christ, moisturize everyone, please moisturize, <laughs> moisturize and change your life. Vanity is is uh, is something that's so seldom explored because mm. it's a given in cinema, right? Because mm. everyone on the screen is hot. So you just mm. assume like nobody ever stops to interrogate the power of that 
like of beauty because it's just a given in the form you know mm-hmm. yeah like because like uh, if people haven't seen it one thing the consequence of the crash in it the, the you know the car crash in it is that his face is brutally but his teeth are fine, his, teeth are fine. <laughs> his, his face is smashed to is smashed to pieces and when he has one of his first because there's a lot of waking up from nightmares and a lot of waking up from dreams and this his first nightmare is that you kind of really think okay this isn't playing out in a normal kind of narrative is that he thinks that because he, he gets his face fixed eventually of course he does he gets no, his face Penelope Cruz loves his face back to normal <laughs> yeah. with her magic of not having sex with him yeah. that's how that works he's a pleasure to layer <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's a, yeah. oh my god sorry enthusiast podcast not yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah his face does restore but his his big loss like the thing that breaks him and sends him on his hero's journey is his hotness <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of gets taken away a little bit <laughs> the um, so yeah so I mean, what I could, I could. It's the end of this movie in particular. I absolutely. Which one is two? Me and lo- Alan, I think so. Did we see two different endings? I think we might have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely love. It. Well, it's not so much the exact ending, but the elevator scene. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. Elev- Did elevator. Did I just blow your mind? <laughs> <laughs> the um, oh yeah, but so wait, I should say like so yeah. One thing that. The, one of the reasons why I didn't go down the Angel route yeah. or to take that route because yeah, you know, Neve doesn't so much better than me. But the reason why I, I taught myself, okay, Vanilla Sky would be great, is because I think that it's, it's well, not only has it followed me throughout my life yeah. since I was 16, is that it kind of, there's a bit of a kind of a meta referencing of pop culture and about how pop culture. Uh, intertwines with our life and the decisions that we make yeah. and I thought to myself well I'll slide that into because his dreams mm. are all composed of all the things that he loves right mm. and it's yeah. this huge meta moment where the camera literally pulls back the fourth wall is literally broken and it addresses this fact that it is a, an illusion like and it all comes falling apart when they're in the lift yeah and he's yeah. essentially told that this is all the stuff that's been happening that this is this is a a lucid dream that yeah. he has signed up to this tech. it's a San Junipero yeah, yeah yeah he has signed up to this to have this kind of heaven life and he's pulled the moments of he's pulled the moments of his of pop culture to populate that and mm. all of his traumas and all of his uh, allegedly all of his anxieties and all of his worries like I have I have loads of um, uh, feminist critique here but allegedly a lot of the moments of violence and moments of horror are from his anxiety and from his fear in the week before he was put under right mm. So uh, that deconstruction is genuinely for the time that it came out in a mainstream piece of cinema by Mr. Cameron Crowe with an E. Surprising. And then seeing that at 16, you'd be like, what the fuck has just happened to my brain? It's like, like it's, I, it's, it's strange because like one thing that, because that, uh, I got obsessed with this film when it mm. came out, I got obsessed mm. with this film. It's a film you can get, like, get obsessed with as, like, as a 16 year old. It's definitely, because like, Cameron Crowe has like five different interpretations of the ending up on his website. It's like, it's, it's one of these five things is what the ending is. yeah. Huh. about which about how much of it is a dream or not or whether it's actually whether Tilda Swinton is the devil or not and stuff oh yeah and Tilda Swinton shows up at the end yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> everyone that's, that's, who works in the company everyone who works in the company has red hair Cause that's, yeah because <laughs> yeah, of the yeah. devil that's what you when you text me I was like oh that ties into the because that's devil actually theory. it's something Cameron Crowe actually mentions everyone in there intentionally has red hair 
No, I've never case, heard that. In case... To, and I thought I was... To support the devil reading, yeah. Also, Alicia Witt from um, Sybil and Queen of Former Movies is the secretary there. No, I love that secretary. Yeah. She, I, I don't... I Just instant charisma. Yeah, she's yeah. great. That's... Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Sorry. The, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, now I'm like... Um, Cameron Crowe, what? So, uh, but like, one thing that Cameron Crowe has said about this, about this film is that he thinks of movies like a record that a record will follow you throughout your entire life and it will yeah. mean different things to you at different mm. times at different yeah. at different points of your life and the reasons why I love this movie as a as a 16 year old are completely different to the reasons you love it now that yeah, I, yeah. That I, so what initially watched to it initially at the time I think it was pure that kind of because it was so I'm from Arklow County Wicklow and I would love to live in Arklow I mean, just I, gonna put that into the ether. I mean, I also, I also work in property now because get you a sweet <laughs> deal. Get you a sweet like, deal, no matter. My daft app is just Arclo, Arclo, Arclo. And Teen Healy. Have you looked up where you get me in some? You probably should. Are you joking? No, no let's yeah, not talk about it on air. But like, <laughs> genuinely, what a beautiful place. Oh my God. Like, I can get, so get, get your house here in an hour. Oh, don't hurt my heart. <laughs> but, <laughs> they, uh, but you have to say no more bad things about Vanilla Sky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. do yeah. love Vanilla yeah. Sky. No, but genuinely, what a gorgeous place to come from. Uh, yeah, but see, it was like, I think it's like a lot of, unless you're kind of growing up in, in the middle of Dublin I think there is kind of a, a thing of like there is nothing to do here when you're when you're too as my father would always say you're too young to play but you're you're too old to play but too young to be in the pub well yeah, you know? yeah. And that's yeah. Kind of, so there was we have a nicer cinema now but we did have the Ormond cinema in the middle of our club and it was two screens upstairs and downstairs yeah. and downstairs would have just Harry Potter, like one Harry Potter two, <laughs> Harry Potter three. That was where they were getting their, they was getting their, getting their big money. When they, when, when the Phantom Menace came out, and there was a requirement, I think, that they wanted. If you wanted this film, you had to have surround sound in your, in your cinema. Oh. So they put up with sellotape on the walls, <laughs> speakers for like till the cinema shut. There wasn't like we'll just get this for the first week of Phantom yeah. Menace until there was. They were attached by tape. But then upstairs was as close as I think was I don't think we realised at the time was essentially like an indie lighthouse. Anything could go That's upstairs. Awesome. Mm. And Vanilla Sky was one of those movies. So even though when you're kinda of sixteen you think I'm gonna start watching important mm. films as well, when there's only two movies on oh, you're gonna see Whatever's upstairs. You're gonna go you're gonna go see everything. And I remember being I remember watching it with my mate Doc and um, which ties into the Seven Dwarfs thing I guess in it but I remember seeing it with my mate Doc and he was just he was just uncomfortable throughout it and he was like we didn't realise it was a remake Mm. and like all these things where they're just trying to fill so like this movie was going to be the big Friday release this new Tom Cruise movie Mm. so I guess networks were looking to put in anything related to it if they can get a Tom Cruise movie cheap so obviously they put out the original movie of this on oh, yeah. RT so it's, so it's an night. adaptation of uh, is it a Spanish movie? Or yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, open, which translates which to Open Your Eyes Penelope Cruz is also in yeah right yeah, yeah. and so Cameron Crowe calls this his, it's uh, he always called it it's a remix but okay. one, I was listening I was looking at really old reviews of this last night and one guy put it as it's the original is the acoustic folk version, and this is the big studio 
Mm, it of, is very I did notice a lot of special effects at one point there's an autumn leaves scene I was like Snapchat looking ass leaves <laughs> <laughs> but for the time that's and the sky in the background like there's a lot of effects like there's yeah. a lot of visually happening do you know it has a a lot of science fiction aesthetics even though no science fiction really kind of mm. ha- happens do you know like the the tone or the filter of it is very glossy yeah, yeah. it's it's I guess it's really trying to in the dream sequences, yeah. where because there's a point in this movie, kind of halfway to the point when everything is a dream stops. Yeah, everything if, from that point on, everything is a dream, which has a lovely note on the DVD. Actually, was where you know when DVDs used to load. Yeah, it used to load at that point no. when you hear camera goes go boo. Uh, when you hear camera uh, camera DS go boo at that, that's when it would load, and that was the splice. So that yeah. DVD is just like that DVD was was Jesus, but like yeah, uh, yeah. but like so yeah, we were watching this movie and I kind of I think it always kind of tied into how I was watching it because I was just enjoying it and then Doc kept on going to me I think this fucker's dreaming like I <laughs> he's like I, he's like he's like I've seen this film yeah. and he just could not he just could not place it he's like he's like yeah that's yeah he gets in a car crash now and then... Oh, shit, he just watched an RT and yeah, didn't he know. Watched, <laughs> he watched a Spanish film while doing homework and just didn't... And didn't realise. But what I think that kind of... Died because That's fantastic. Mm. I love that. I absolutely <laughs> love But it's like, as Cameron Crowe kind of... He thinks of movies as... He thinks of movies as... On the director's commentary for this, he talks about... He's almost... He's, he's thinking about this movie as... This is what the people think when they see it in the cinema. And this is what the people think when they see this late at night on local TV oh, in 15 years' time. So he really does think of, of it like a record that you know that that is the, that is the trajectory of He of understands movies. it in multi-dimensions or something. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and it's weird that that's how this movie kind of worked, worked for me because I just, I loved it so much. And then, and then... So much so, I, I, almost. I assume I might be I'm kind of kind of lose the dream because again. Have you ever lose? Have you ever had one? Oh, big time. Yeah, same. Yeah, I'm like a, three mornings a week, give or take. Big uh, time. I I had to have hypnotism. Shit. Yeah, wow. and that's why I kind of think of this movie differently. I had to, yeah, my yeah. dreams became so, so bad, real. Yeah, yeah. so real. I needed hypnotism to Wake kind up. of get the panic under control. Do you get sleep paralysis as well? Yeah, yeah. No, I it's got fucking the full, terrible. Isn't I got it? the full bad, and that was linked to I I haven't uh, I haven't. I haven't drank it. It was four years last weekend. Congratulations. So I, uh, cheers, man. I am, um, I, so a lot of, once I kind of stopped, because a lot, and kind of some stuff happened and this is why also like my brother passed away and that's why when this movie deals with, there's a certain thing in this movie that breaks me. Mm-hmm. But so after that, and not that that was to blame, but that it was a kind of, the drinking was already kind of on the way, but like little things when he wakes up on the street and yeah. like yeah. I had that moment and it's strange that that's the moment when he said that's when your life re- that's when your real life kind of stopped because almost that is the moment that if you're a dr- if you're if you're if you're a problematic drinker yeah. you're heading towards you're, you're heading towards that moment when you wake up on the street and you think well if you're lucky enough to wake up on this, the street the next day you think yeah. mm. something something uh, something has to change and what so between what was going on with, with with family and then by kind of giving up the drink, I wasn't letting out certain certain demons. I think would be I mm. wasn't I wasn't I wasn't getting the blackout. I was missing the blackout. Yeah. So these were coming out in in the subconscious. These were coming out in, in dreams and in panic attacks. And I kept on 
I kept on waking up thinking I was dead. I kept on waking up and thinking. And sleep paralysis is that exact feeling that yeah, your brain is awake and your body is dead. I just, yeah. I just kept on waking up thinking like, this is, okay, this is. And even though I wasn't thinking of Vanilla Sky, I kept on, I kept on thinking, this is my moment. Yeah. This is the moment when I see that actor from Almost Famous, who I can't think of his name there, comes in yeah. and says, something happened. This is now your other life you've you're, passed you've passed you're in and something this different is, now your yeah. head is saying goodbye and this is and this other I think that's something that I really I've always liked even before I kind of was dealing with kind of stuff like that I've always liked it in I know our shared love of Lost mm-hmm. I've always lost Lost podcast oh my god I've always wanted to have Lost Interest I've wanted to do a podcast <laughs> called Lost Interest oh that's great that's, that's a really it. good that's name it. you can have it yeah. <laughs> it's um, really good but yeah about these these alter, these I, these moments where the world changes irrevocably and things yeah. are less real or more real or yeah. where you pass into internal space and the unreliability of internal space and external space and stuff and that's that's why I think that's why I think consequences it's the it's the really the theme that I really took away from it because yeah. it's the moment of it's the moment of no going back that I've always thought about and I've always obsessed with when your life can change forever mm. in 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 one moment and like I keep talking about that elevator but like how what leads to the car crash is he's just had this lovely. David Ames just had this lovely night with Penelope Cruz where, as they say later on, where true love seemed to exist. And then he gets out. Cameron Diaz has followed him. And he gets he gets into... She kind of slides him a little bit and then gives him the old, the old eye and he gets in the car. But what I love about it is... And this is what I, what I think about it anyway. And this is what I think about, about, about consequences. Is... He doesn't die because she crashes the car or having an issue. He dies because he makes that choice to get in, to get into that car and like. And all the choices he made to get to that moment, he made the choice to compartmentalize her and treat her that way. Yeah. There's this line in this book called uh, "Problems" by an author called Jay Charmer. Um, who died last year, I think. And the line is behind every crazy woman is a man saying, what? I didn't do anything. That's it. It's, and yeah. he made every choice yeah. that led him into that car. And what I, what, I, what I love is in this scene, in this scene that I watch, it's all about, this exact scene is on YouTube and I watch it so much, is, is the, what it's called, it's, it's, got, it's a track by, it's called Elevator Beat, which is a track by Cameron Crowe's now ex, ex-wife is when essentially this world gets explained to him and he kind of mm. figures out that everything has gone wrong and what has happened and this car crash has happened but what I what I just what I love about it is is the guy explaining it to him his tech support explain how things go wrong yeah. mm. says to him um you, when he's explained to him how you died like mm. when he's explained to him like Okay, you messed up your face because of this car accident. In the in it doesn't show the crash when it's thinking back. It shows him smiling just before he gets just before he gets in the car because you see that kind of real like I can get away with this. Yeah. No one's I'm about to do something shitty and yeah, this I'm, is gonna be fine. I found a girl that I love. But also I can have a good time with Cameron yeah, Diaz. And then start with my perfect life. life. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. And what I love is like after he explains that 
tech support doesn't let him off with his shit. Tech support says to him straight away, um, after you see him smiling, get into the car, and Tom Cruise is just standing there realizing this has all happened because of that. Tech support says to him, consequences, David. Mm. It's the little mm. things, and it's like how. And I just, I just, I, I love that. That even. His, his subconscious knows. He knows he's a bollocks. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. knows that this is because, like, uh, the bill always comes due. Mm. And this is why he's had... And, like, Jesus, if Cameron Diaz was, was, was giving me the eye outside copper, you'd be thinking about it yourself. I also think she's a <laughs> tremendous actress and she did such a fucking... Yeah. I thought she was yeah, yeah. absolutely incredible in that Julia Giuliani role. Julia I thought Giuliani, she yeah. was... She got nominated for a load of awards. I yeah. felt yeah. for... I. For me, she's the protagonist of that movie because my experience is different to yours. Mm. But I adored her. I thought she was fucking brilliant. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't think Pen- Penelope Cruz was trying. I thought Penelope Cruz was chilling. But I thought Diaz was exceptional. Like I thought she was really. Her pain was so there. Like she, she was. Oh, she was in bits. Like she was double jobbing it at the time was as well. She? she was going back and forth between this and Gangs of New York. Was she? Wow. Yeah, so... Well, they're double credit to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Who, who directed Gangs of New York? Was it Scorsese? Uh, Scorsese. Yeah, Scorsese, yeah. yeah. Scorsese well, gets credit. Christ, that was a big in... year for Cameron Diaz. Yeah, he, yeah. he gets. He, she gets credit at the end of the movie. Scorsese says, "Special thanks to Martin Scorsese for allowing us uh, Cameron during the day." She was. She was really brilliant. Like yeah. she was really acting the shit out of that. She like. and she she has a song in the soundtrack. Yeah, she's a great it. singer. Yeah, like Cameron really, Diaz, man, doesn't really give a fucking time. In fact, like. I was because I when I was when I was driving up here today, I just I put the soundtrack on, and that when that song starts, I know it's like maybe I just maybe I was just paying more attention, but it's all these little you hear her voice throughout mm. that song in the background. It's like played backwards and stuff like that. And cool. It's like I wonder, I wonder what, yeah. mm. wonder what she is saying. But it's like it's all these things that kind of make you. Like I said, the movie keeps on left-footing you. And there was a few weird. films like that around then. Because like, I think maybe it's because that's when like, the internet started in proper forum culture. Also exactly post-9-11. Yeah. Uh, it came out post-9-11, yeah. 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 But like Donnie Darko was around then as well. Films that make you want to research more into it and have a look and rewatch it, rewatch it, rewatch it. I watched Donnie Darko once and I went, and I, l- I love weird shit, man. I pl- I, my living is weird shit. I watched Donnie Darko and Brick once and was like, never again, fuckers. Peace. Sarah, I'm so good. I am so happy we met each other in our late 20s, early 30s. I know, because I never would have gotten on. No. <laughs> I was just like, I can't deal with this. I hate this. I feel so, maybe I should watch Donnie Darko again because I was so disturbed by it that I couldn't, like I, I was perfectly happy to watch a Razorhead on my own in my bedroom at night, but I wasn't able for Donnie Darko for mm. whatever reason. I don't know why, but maybe that was there was an era in which experimental cinema started to nudge up against mm. big glossy Hollywood cinema, and uh, Vanilla Sky is of that. Like I can see the trappings of things like Mahan Drive, say, mm. appearing in it, mm. but just in this completely different body because it's Cameron Crowe. I mean, because like DVDs. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. DVDs yeah. became so cheap yeah uh, mm. because of because of and you would kind of feel because i guess when you're 16 you get you have that little bit of that little bit of income and you're kind of like spending it on like cheap working at the pub getting your bits yeah, mm. yeah. Cheap, cheap little stuff and it's strange like that that move that when vanilla sky came out on dvd said doc again his mother was working in exhibition at the time and we'd seen this movie in the cinema and i i loved it and we rented it again and then i i i end up owning like three copies of it because i keep on breaking them but um that copy that we rented that night i would then own that copy because oh, it became you know when they started, yeah, yeah. When yeah, they started put it on selling, sale yeah. yeah when they kind of sent out things and that you know that was so i think 
when DVDs became, I guess more affordable, but also, you know, you were swapping them, all that mm. kind of, you know, I think, I think that's when movies like, uh, rewatchable movies, or movies yeah. that you could pass on to people like a secret. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because like, even little things that you wouldn't, like, if there's little bits in Vanilla Sky where, if you kind of went left, 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 right on the menu, you could select his mask, and that gave you this kind of weird, messed oh, up. Oh, the Easter eggs. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, this, this is great. Like, and I think it was so that movie came out in 2001 Vanilla mm. Sky and it, I think that it's kind of like it's funny the way the movie deals with the sweet and the sour because I think there's kind of a there's a darkness approaching in when you're kind of watching that film so like because like at the very start of the movie, Tom Cruise runs through New York. And it's empty. Yeah, mm. they stopped for the for the cruise missile. They stopped uh, downtown, like they, Times Square. That's yeah. how big. And one the, crow, yeah, yeah, like. one the yeah, one of the DVD extras is they follow crew. Uh, they follow the you know the director and the cast on this worldwide premiere. And you think like Tom Cruise invented the premiere, and you can see he is still the master. Of it. Like, oh, totally. Just, him on the red carpet is like, like he's it's just a masterclass. Yeah, yeah. I he find is, him so frightening. Oh, so do I. But, <laughs> yeah. but I feel like he I is very, very good in the red carpet, though. He like he is. Oh, he's fans. He's and got he just, the thing. Yeah, 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 he's got the thing for sure. But mm. like, I coded him immediately as a villain when I saw him first because in my brain, Tom Cruise is it, like, the experience. I saw it for the first time last night ever. So the cultural coding that I have in my experience looks at somebody like David Ames as Patrick Bateman. Mm. And you, you've kind of, I think, with these kind of, you know, vain, where they've never had to worry about a kind of a thing, is like, they could go. You could become Batman. You could become... You, yeah, when you could go either way. When there, is, when there is no consequences in your life, you can do. Anything. You can do whatever you want. And he was using it to... I thought the saddest thing of, of it was... Uh, who pulls them up on it? I, I think it's Manic Pixie Dream Girl OG Penelope Cruz being like, <laughs> all of your friends, you pay them. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's actually a fair point. Like, to actually pull that up and be like, you know, no one would hang around with you if you weren't like in charge of their finances. Mm, yeah. That's a fucking terrifying thing to say to anybody. You know, yeah. like, that's really scary. Like, he is, though Penelope Cruz narratively only seems to exist to hold him to account, she does actually hold him to account. You yeah. Know, she does go, you recognize there is, like, no. You have no friends. Nobody likes you. Yeah, which is not a, not what he probably expected to hear. And, and that's why you know, you can see maybe, maybe the cogs are turning at that point. Even bit, though yeah. he is playing her, and strange, I've seen this movie a hundred times. And only recently, in recent enough years, the last few years, there's a whole bit in it where they're having this, you know, um, you know, uh, Salisbury Hill is playing that big rom com song with mm. Salisbury Hills, and they're doing the drawings. Oh my god. They're, 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 they're doing the drawings and so she does a caricature he's like oh yeah add more money and then he gives this drawing to her and it, it's a and very it's, strong like it's gorgeous yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a stunning beautiful thing but then she, I, I only I only know it's recent that she says you said do caricatures so he knew well enough he says I know of course he's manipulating so yeah, yeah he's completely but also she's a professional caricaturist and a dancer yeah that's like a proper like yeah. seaside easel kind of caricature and it's yeah. like well you two could just go on the road because like, he's very good at drawing <laughs> off he's go there's here, your new fortune yeah here's the sweet and sour of what can you look like I, yeah. I said I wasn't going to say it but can I just say it why does she put the fucking thing in the laundry basket with her foot? Because she is completely free. Oh, that's Sarah, why. Because she's, she's free. She's and she and she's limber yeah. and free like a dancer. Yeah, guys. Sarah, not even not even washing lines can tell her. Guys, down. I truly like. Sarah, I just, I'm going to upset you now. Yeah. Uh, 
the coat she wears to his funeral is the coat you have with you right now, essentially. Oh my lucid dream. <laughs> That's the exact coat. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those big brown coats. <laughs> oh. um, but... The toe bit really threw me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I have such... I have. I, I think maybe might be living in the year of our Lord 2020 and footmen of the internet. Uh, just Cameron Crowe, get your foot fetish shit out of my face. <laughs> Stop that. There's no reason for her to have done that except yeah. that you're... No, yeah. but I do understand that it's an illustration of her being a free like, oh, yeah. dancer. We also yeah. don't really see her dancing. No, there, we, we see, see her in the. Photo. Photo. Yeah. No, he, well, he visits her in the, oh, in the studio. We yeah. see her dancing there. Yeah. Oh, we see her like you know grabbing her ballet shoot. Like, yeah. Okay, whatever. Like. No, she's doing like pirouettes she and stuff. Pirouette? Yeah, she does like on point and stuff. <laughs> By then, I'd become blind from Ray <laughs> <Yeah>. Allen. <laughs> but like, but so the thing about like when I was about like two thousand and one, when this kind of when this when this came out. Mm. Like Cruz was at the kind of height. That was too soon. He's back now. Kind of clips yeah, yeah. and stuff and father. No, I'm a big Cruz apologist. But he he was he was hated after because yeah. I know a lot of that was his personal life and his and the silly choices. But it's strange that this movie there's kind of an there's an end to a lot of things in this movie and throughout the making of this movie because like it's on it's in this movie that they took a moment while filming this movie to announce to set that and you would think that they stopped a production that can stop New York yeah they stopped they stopped a production of that size to let the crew know that it's going to be announced tomorrow that Tom Cruise is getting divorced they like that's how big of a deal that this couple Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman and you think okay this is that's seismic his golden boy image is going to be Kind Overshadowed forever by that image of Nicole Kidman walking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. like oh my god. She didn't like this guy either. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And he did. Yeah. He went on to date Penelope Cruz for two years. Yeah. That was it. I knew yeah. that. I knew that because I said to Kara, "Like, are you sure they weren't banging?" And he was like, "Oh no, man, yeah. Katie Holmes." Like, I know just all the stuff about his girlfriends being chosen. People say, "Oh, you can see them falling in love." And I'm like, well, they, they are. are they are actors, but I think they're actors, and yeah. you can see, like, she's. Proficient, um, but I. She was nominated for a Razzie. Was she? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think she's that bad. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, I uh, not her, not you, Penelope. Um, but uh, I think that the, the chem- again, chemistry wasn't there for them for me. I thought like the bit of him spooning her on the couch, my skin left to my body. <laughs> I was just like, oh no, touching. Well, here's the no thing, touching. right? Like, this film came out in 2001. The Oprah Winfrey couch jumping incident was 2005. Whoa. So. What you wouldn't realize at the time is that David Ames is a lot like what Tom Cruise is like when he's happy. Yeah. Because that's all you can see that now is couch jumping. The, yeah, he's just stop smiling at me, man. I'm not going to smile back smiling. at you. It's, it, yeah, yeah. it's a smile that expects that expects you to smile back. It's like imposing a smile back on you. Patrick Bateman. Yeah. Like it's calculated. It's like you can see the cogs behind the eyes. Yeah, but back then it was pre Mission Impossible Two, post Magnolia, so Did he'd already know. made fun yeah. of himself and was about to be a super action hero again. Yeah. Pa- so it was just another bit of Tom Cruise. Christian Bale based his performance on Tom Cruise he got the eyes from Tom Cruise so weird yeah, the eyes nice. yeah. and like Cameron Crowe was amazing at this point he was doing Jerry Maguire he was doing mm. Almost Famous mm. this movie tanked people hated it did it tank people, because only I... me and John and Ross on films <laughs> you and Doc down the back like, like me and Doc me and Doc are loving it <laughs> yeah. but like that's a cult thing do you know and I think that's what's so important is that like when I, I was saying this to Kerry last night I was just like there are films that I am obsessed with mm. that I, I, there are 
not cool to talk about because yeah. they're so bad. Like I was sitting in the bed going, because we're talking about Penelope Cruz, I was like, you know what? I fucking love Vicky Cristina Barcelona. And he went, and I was like, I know, man. Because like when you're 16 and 17, the things that inhabit you and that begin to take meaning for you personally, like that's void of cultural impact, mm. do you know? And like, I've talked about this a few times before here that like, we never have time to internalize whether something is what something means to us anymore because we I say this personally I'm like quick on the tweets because <laughs> I like I wish I had taken longer with Russian Doll because Russian Doll was huge for me but I was live tweeting the fucking thing mm. you know like the things that become important to us it become important in, in like silence mm. do you know and especially when we're young it's, yeah and it's, it's how you it's how you find these it's how you find these things and how you recommend these things and you know, like Crow was saying, if you watch him on, if you watch him at two o'clock on a Wednesday mm-hmm. on RT One, it would be completely different if you're sitting in the because people walked out and there was nothing else to do in our club. People walked out <laughs> from that wow. screen. Yeah. I was like, so, what do you mean? Unless you go to trade when it's working. Because great. it is yeah. like in terms of experimental narrative, it is slow. Mm. Like it is a really it's a very luscious, slow, slow mm. quite quiet. Yeah, you know? and they really advertise this as the the from the makers of Jerry Maguire. There's even the shot mm. with his laptop, which is deliberately referencing Jeremy oh this Jeremy this film Ray. got a huge push at the time yeah and like like you're saying like you if you don't have the internet you don't know that everybody else didn't like it yeah you, you know that you, you and your friends liked review, it and you and your perhaps. friends talk about it yeah because it hit with you but like it's I feel like it was made because like, cult films happen they're not made deliberately yeah, to be a cult film whereas it feels like a little bit like Vanilla Sky Cameron Crowe was like I'm going to make a, a cult film you know mm. um but like if you like if you're 16, you don't care. No, and if yeah. and once it's in there, it's in there. Yeah. You can see it now. Like if you look back and if you watched it fresh, you might go, well, nah, whatever. But it doesn't matter because it still did what it did for you then, and it has stayed with you, and you've kind of forgotten bits or added bits or just your own little interpretations of it are the canon bits for you now, even if you didn't know there was five other versions of it yeah. that Cameron Crowe had. Because exactly. it's I find it weird, um, because it was so intended to be a huge thing, and it was quite a big cultural moment. But it's had no real lasting impact. So it's interesting to come back to it and go, this was everywhere in 2001. Yeah. And now, same like, like with Avatar. Mm. There's no post Avatar, you no, know? There's no fandom. Yeah. There's and, no fanfics. And Villa Sky's kind of similar. It was like, it was, it was, well, it flopped, but also was big. It's one of those weird things. Uh, yeah. I where I think it, just because it was Tom Cruise, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would say that if. I sound such a Vanilla Sky apologist throughout this. Well, no, you know, no, no, it's, no, no, it's yeah, your film. Yeah, yeah, like we're enthusing with you. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Maybe because if it, if it wasn't so big, it may have been light. You're dead right. More. Mm. Yeah. Where if if it hadn't been pushed on his face as the new Jerry Maguire mm. and ju- and just put out there, maybe people would have talked to it. But You're dead right. PR can be poison. Yeah, mm. and know? I think. Like I said, this this was kind of coming like Crow never had a hit after this. He never had Shit. like he, every one of his movies after this. Oh yeah, Elizabeth Town and Aloha. Like, like, yeah, like Elizabeth Town was well wasn't good. I love We Bought a Zoo. Uh, it's so <laughs> sweet. Love the title. Yeah, yeah. I love the memes. Haven't yeah. seen it. But then they made there. Aloha, which Haven't was awful. Like it was Emma Stone as a Hawaiian, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, Emma like, Stone. Like, what film did I see? What was it? La La Land. La La Which Emma I was Stone. poised to love, and then was like, I feel hollow. <laughs> I hate this. So much of that just fucking yeah. film is just the camera sitting on her face. Just like, yeah, I know what she looks like. <laughs> I know. I know what she looks like. Can you just 
pull out like pull away from her for five minutes weird fucking face like beautiful face fabulous one. but like <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. seen it way too much from having seen that I, just, I would have like, loved um, that in the movie posted that like, weird fucking face <laughs> weird face like seriously what are you doing man like yeah. why are you focusing so there's, Ryan Gosling's right there like come on if you want to look at a weird generic face there you go like. so do you think like it broke him a little bit I think I I think a lot of things uh, I think a lot of things broke in this film because it came out at the end of 2001 9-11 happened mm. and if you look at at the end of I completely forgot to mention he was up for murder with this film as well anyway that's not important that's the weird thing yeah isn't he it? murdered his girlfriend while for, he was fucking her yeah, he's sorry for, he's <laughs> yeah. I think that's what makes it a hard watch now because yeah. it yeah. does get undone by the whole fact that it's a dream and it's yeah. a glitch and a, oh, as a viewer you but still have you've to already, that. you've already yeah, seen it yeah, yeah. like for me yeah. I was yeah. just like and I think that moment I remember, I remember watching because, like, when you when you have a movie, you love you want to show it to everyone. Yeah. I was showing this to my mother, oh, and I got no. to the point where she, she, he, he, he kills Penelope Cruz, and it's uh, spoiler. And then, just as that happens, uh, he looks into the mirror, and his face is messed up again. Like the, the surgery he's got, he looks in the mirror, and it's gone, and then it cuts back to him in the cell. And I just remember that at that point, I just kind of. I've lost my mother now. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I did it. This is, this is gone. You see what gets it again? Watching him in the year of our Lord two thousand twenty. My thought is. It's like, and then the idea that like Cameron Diaz uh, commits suicide and with him in the car again, that's my Mm. viewing of it, which is Cameron Diaz is the hero. Um, is that uh, women are more likely to be killed by their partner, yeah, than anything else? Mm. Yeah, we're watching somebody be killed by their partner with no he never worries about her, he never feels a moment of guilt, he never feels like he did something to somebody else. He's really worried about never getting to fuck Penelope Cruz, but he's not worried about murdering Cameron Diaz, he has no guilt mm. he has no shame he is just on his own internal voyage about his face yeah and that is and i don't know if that was intentional i know i think it, i think it is because tech support does mm, does reference that yeah. as the yeah, end yeah. and says how you treated how you treated her uh brought you was here. leading was was leading to this and it's kind of like you're not a you're not a good guy you're here you're getting you're here because you have the money, to, you the money to pay for this. And it service. won't go far. I really yeah. like that. And he actually like, is yeah. just like your money won't take it like, out. Like, can I just get a different tech support in here? Because he's giving me, he's <laughs> he's telling me I'm useless. He's telling me I'm useless. Tech support is important. Me, tech support is important. The audience, yeah. Yeah. I go and see you, yeah. Tom Cruise. And that's true because he does look at the audience and say. And also, waiting. it would have been time wise around the birth of the sort of manic pixie dream girl trope, mm. also mm. right that the figures like Penelope Cruz would have started to emerge in cinema at that time, right? Like, yeah, Garden State was like a year later, two years later. Garden State yeah. and like uh, Eternal Sunshine, which uh, by the way, don't yeah. give enough credit, still still holds up to this day. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But especially in terms of films about reality and dreams, mm. right? Uh, have you ever seen a film called The Science of Sleep by Michel Gondry? It's my favourite trailer of all time. Oh, it's such a great movie. <laughs> yeah, it's my favourite trailer of all time. The trailer is perfect. Yeah. And your fan Jen loves that movie. Does she? Hi Jen. <laughs> Hello Jen, my friend. Um, I think in terms of films that examine the idea of prolonged existence and uh, that lovely science fiction bent, like mm. I would have loved to have spent more time with Tilda Swindon in that. My, hell, my favorite genre of movie is weird sleepy shit. Sci-fi romance. That, yeah, that yeah. kind of mm. weird sci-fi romance is my. You you throw that into into an iTunes. You put that into the you know into Exhibition on the top of the shelf. Weird sci-fi romance. My shit. Yeah, yeah. Give me, give yeah. me that stuff. Sci-fi that isn't about the sci-fi. Where it's yeah. just like the dressing. It's a, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's a, which is you know like Lost and and all this stuff. Mm. But or so, 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 Solaris. Does Solaris count as that? I, Solaris. I feel no, like Solaris, Solaris might count. Yeah. The George Clooney yeah. Steven Soderbergh version. 
Yeah, I know it is set in a space station, but also... Awesome. The fact that weird. Yeah, and yeah. it's like they have a very nice vision of future Earth where you're like, it's just a little bit more like now, but there's still like... It's not like every a whole city gets rebuilt from scratch as Blade Runner, you know? Mm. It gradually gets built up. Have you watched Maniac? Speaking Maniac. Um, no. Not a lot of zooming in on her weird face, but beautiful face. <laughs> but she is beautiful, whatever. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, but not a lot of weird zooming in on her is what I mean to say. She's mm. not like... Uh, the male gaze isn't just hanging on her features in the way that it generally does. Um, but uh, Maniac is about Jonah Hill and, Stem- and Emma Stone. And it's oh, the Netflix the f- series. Yeah, it's Yo, set in the future. Yeah, yeah. Or now, I guess. But if the way that tech, like there is the internet, there is technology. We do live in a future. A future. We are in like a futuristic environment. But the aesthetic is very heavily 1970s. Mm. Everyone still smokes indoors. Everyone dresses slightly a little bit more like 70s. There's no Apple. There's no fo- that people do have smartphones, but they don't have cameras in their smartphones. They still mm. use cameras. Um, the internet governs how people work and live, but it doesn't look like an Apple product. It looks analog, like there's wires, and the aesthetic of technology is very much a 1970s. And I've just been in Tokyo, and now that I've been there, I'm like, okay, so that's it's very Japanese in its uh, in its vision of a utopia or a dystopia, and it's about these two people who enter a drug trial program, and it's about the worlds that they enter within themselves during this drug trial program and I think you would fucking love it I, I, I remember really thinking I need to watch it's this so it's so yeah, I haven't I think talked like to you you have, you're, you have, you so, yeah. you have sold this yeah. to me because that, that is like you're saying like, I, love, I love things that have I, I like things that deli- like you're talking about like how the fact that it's now but the fact that they're smoking indoors I love things that deliberately kind of yeah, go a little bit wrong that little bit Kind of like 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 at when at the end of this at the end of this film when he when he realizes the very end of it when he realizes this is a dream, mm. none of New York is where it's meant to be. Oh, now unless you would now. have to be and unless you I I wouldn't notice that but like yeah, none yeah. of New York is where it's meant to be has kind of this is kind of like okay this is a dream and that kind of a nice I got a nice one but that is like you see the, the the two towers. Oh shit! And the studio said to Crow like this was coming out the year this was coming at the end of that year and the studio said you have to get rid of like no. you have like, you have to get rid of those it's the ghost of the, the towers and Crow said no I am not taking them down they've been taken down once I'm yeah, not taking them, them I'm not taking them down again and I think so, so like the fact that Cruz he's back now but Cruz went through the shit after this Crow never covered simply I think I think there I think there was damage after yeah, there was damage after this fact. film, and like I, I, like I have to, I have to big up a kind of a person who I, who I, who I, like, true over the phone, watch it in the sky a lot with, is uh, brilliant journalist and, and mate uh, Jane McShay because whenever she's watching, she'll send me a text going like, oh, vanilla, and if it's on oh, film four, sky. It's like, yeah, oh, vanilla, yeah. vanilla, vanilla sky is on. Now I won't, I won't, I won't steal her story, um, but she. We were talking about it one day and we were talking about how the movie has different meanings for us now than it did. And I was like, oh, what do you love about it? And what, what do I love about it? And she she was just lovely, kind of like far more eloquent than, than, than I could put it, why, why she loved it. And then she just had this kind of, this kind of, this is about one o'clock in the morning. She said to me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tweet Cameron Crowe. I'm going to send Cameron Crowe a, a tweet because of, because she was writing for Image and they'd covered... Uh, Cameron Crowe thing that I think I, I know Jenny McShane she's a baller hi Jenny you're a fucking legend absolutely yeah, yeah. that he f- he he followed her 
they had no interaction. I think it was more like, oh, they have made they had like this right husband, and I'm going to I'm going to follow. So she wrote this lovely thing about how she loves Vanilla Sky and why she personally relates to how the character was dealing with vanity and yeah. how things can how you can feel like you, you just you, you can feel unperfect in your own mm. in your in your own skin. She wrote this lovely thing, and Crow. DM'd her back. What? Yeah. Amazing. Crow DM'd her back saying, um, thank you so much. We had a hard time oh. with the least that movie. 9-11 had happened, but I'm so glad someone out there saw the movie I wanted to make. Oh my God. I was like, that's, that I was like, yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, that's nice. So can you tag Cameron Crowe? <laughs> After all the shit that I've just said. <laughs> yeah. He's like, why? He's like, talking to Daniel, Jessica, why are you making me listen I had, to this? Dude, I had Daniel Handler tweeting about our Lemony Snicket episode while I was sitting there being like, yeah, he was real fucking racist. <laughs> like, I, I'm just going to, I'm lining myself up for cancellation like in a real way. Oh, well, like, this is the thing we come up with to us all the time, though, with this show. We don't is, we don't expect the people no, who the work is about to well, listen to it. And then that, they but also... We read things differently now in 2020. Yeah, time Than we did. Yeah. Like, so things that jump, like literally, like jump out at you so strongly watching it now for the first time, don't in 2001 or 2005 or 2010. You've no vocabulary for it. Yeah. Like absolutely so, like, no the, vocabulary. The violence against women in it is very strong. It's ja- it's jarring but to me. It would not have registered with most no, viewers. And when I'm then. 16, and yeah. I'm like, I love Quentin Tarantino. I'm not like other girls. And that was my whole vibe because I had mm. a load of internalized misogyny at that age and I didn't even fucking know what that was. Mm. But now I'm mired in that and we live in a really different world. So of course that's what flags me. Do you know? Mm. And it's kind of, uh, it changes the perspective entirely. Mm. You know? So I... I want to hear about beautiful things. I want to. Hear I would say if you saw it when you were sixteen, yeah. you probably would have liked it a lot more. I fucking would have loved it if I was sixteen. <laughs> I would have loved that shit. Yeah, yeah. and because and also because you knew what the ending was, you would have approached those scenes differently because you were totally. seeing them for the second time. Yeah, you know, I would have completely, yeah. completely different vibe. Mm. You know? There's there's a there's a there's a line in now. This is gonna be a this is a deep cut. There's Go for a it. Line, no, no, yeah. deep cut. Yeah, there's yeah. A line in a. CBB like a, in like a C, what no what's the what's the children need children, CBBC. Yeah, oh, children, children need. need Doctor Who special that came out years ago where it was just this fun little ten minute yo doing all the Karen Gillans are all checking each other out no the no. one before they came out with, with okay. David with David Tennant talking to uh, the other doctor his father in law okay yeah yeah and uh, it's this fun romp of of uh, the current doctor David Tennant talking to. Tom Baker doctor. or something, yeah, yeah. Ted Baker. It's, it's, it's Davison. It was uh, oh, okay. Davison, oh, yeah. Wow. And it's this lovely kind of. It's just lovely kind of. But there's there's just one line in that which I really really love because he is the, that the doctor in front of him is a man in his in the is man in his fifties, yeah. but that is that is his youth. That is him he's younger. Talking. And, he, and yeah. so Dave Tennant is talking to him, and he just he says to him, um, you know, because before that. When the doc, when Doctor was first grade, the Doctor was very prim and proper and an prof- educator, yeah, professor yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And the car- I think that the tenth Doctor says to this Doctor because that Doctor was the first time he was playing with cricket and it was a bit more fun and a bit mm. more kind of flimsy. So then, and that was very much what they kind of took for the Dave Tennant Doctor eventually, more playful, well, yeah, 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 kind yeah. Of playful Doctor. But he says this thing. I'm gone all around the houses here, but he says this thing to that Doctor. He said, um, he said, look, he said, I loved. He said, I love being you. He said, 
he said beforehand it was all very it was all very proper and trying to be clever like you do when you're young and I think that that's you know a lot of your tastes when you're 16 and 15 is you're trying to Mm. be so like 16 year old me would have laughed fast and furious but never would have said it now Mm. hook hook dust to my vein hook fast and furious to my vein but you never you try to be so kind of clever oh and I think gosh. a little bit of that may have been the case with Vanilla Sky that it was just a real kind of like cerebral thing I was but like, it's aspirational as well but right? now yeah yeah and you know at the time I probably did think oh yeah I want to be I want to be David Ames of course you have to yeah nice hair and but his like, coat at the time I would have wanted to be a Penelope Cruz because my internalised misogyny would have been so bad that I would have been like yeah Gamera Diaz is a crazy bitch mm-hmm. but now that I'm a grown up I can see yeah. Things differently, right? Yeah, like, just take her coat and then putting shit in baskets on my toes. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're gonna go home now and you're being like, my back's a bit sore. I want to just <laughs> down and put that sheet and in. And then I will film it and put it online and I make can, money from it. That's what I'll do. Subscribe to my OnlyFans. Yeah. No, don't. I'm actually gonna put that down. I'd laugh when I in the world if people do that shit to me. Um, but yeah, like the, you do grow. Like I feel like that really strongly with the fact that I watched loads of Woody Allen movies when I was a teenager. Mm. I watched Manhattan when I was 15 and I thought it was great because the girl in Manhattan was 15 it never occurred to me for a fucking second that it was creepy that a 15 year old girl was in this situation because I was 15 and I didn't know any better Mm. now I do right and I can't take back the long conversations that I had preaching Annie Hall to people and preaching Manhattan to people as a teenager being like I swear to god this is amazing and thinking that I was a little baller because I knew things about films you know part of who we are I really enjoyed being that kid yeah but like she was stupid of course she was stupid she was 15 you know but she's looking for something right you're looking yeah. you're looking for something and at least you're curious you like know? I when I would have watched that scene when I was and it's strange because I think I remember watching I remember renting that DVD of Vanilla Sky when it first came out I remember renting that DVD I think more so is because I had I was having I was having an argument with and I, I would call her girlfriend at the time but like I think we recorded for about two weeks but yeah. it, it felt a lot bigger at the time, time. Wib- wibbly wobbly right yeah, yeah. Wibbly wobbly felt you know a bit weird but like and I think she had text she had text Doc going why isn't he replying to me now I had left my Motorola up in the house of course yeah yeah <laughs> so I wasn't used to carrying the bike do you see the size of that yoke Jesus I'd say coverage wasn't fucking watching our <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. you know I was like I'm not bringing that yoke with me everywhere yeah, so yeah. so we had we were having a bit of a we were having a bit of an argument and I think that's why I remember and I remember having this argument when Vanilla Sky was on like we, we were mm. watching that DVD so now it's strange that, that like the DVD copy that I have is that copy that rental copy from Exhibition that I had yeah and it's kind of it's like it's it's um, it carries everything. yeah it's completely like, like and I like when I think about it like at the time I was probably thinking this man is so charming and how he's dr- like oh Jeez, yeah, I must have that. Yeah. I must remember that drawing. Not that I have any talents whatsoever, but I must remember that drawing thing when you're. You know, oh yeah, you're as, in, as a as like a as thing. move. Yeah, like, get for like sure. a caricature, but draw really nice. Mm. One nice sort of, and now, it's like making a list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was really charming. And now, like I said, I think he's thinking, he's he's clearly he's 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 playing her. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's fully manipulating her. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. that that's weird how you change as you. 
as you as you grow you know yeah and you know? and like and that's I, again part of the power of juvenile is like looking at all the different dimensions of things do you know yeah all our faves are problematic like mm. we've sat here and talked for ages about beauty and the beast and been like it's a super fucked up movie that we all gotta love because there's good songs in it but oh <laughs> my god this film is fucked and like it's so uh it's so important to be able to sit to grow up through a text mm. and you can still love it even though you're like ah, some bits of that are icky yeah but there's a heart string there's a conversation that you've been having with that film for years yeah and that's what juvenile does oh yeah right? there's a whole there's a vanilla sky conversation with the text there's a part of you that is that is a, there's a part of you that is born by the experience of sitting in that cinema you know yeah like that's fucking bomb you know yeah. equally there's a part of me that is born in watching Annie Hall yeah. And I can't undo that reality. I can be better than the monster who made it in this world, but I can not change the fact that my identity was very firmly adjusted as a teenager by internalizing those stories. And like, I think it's fucking bomb, you know? Mm. Like, mm. there's no purity is a fake idea. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like how he pulled from. It's when. Uh, Textbor is explained. Is it? Is it? Is Textbor is is explained to him? You you got this image of a father from an old movie you saw when you were young. Whoa! So it's that within. Whoa! Yeah. So it's that within it. Yes. And he's like, you took this moment from when you were. He's like, what a father could be like, or what love could be like from that movie you watched. That he said, that, you know, Textbor says to him, that movie you watched late at night that taught you what love could be like, yeah. and an album cover that once movie you see him and Penelope's walk and all this stuff. He's like, it's. That, that moment where he asks Kurt Russell what his kids' names are. Yeah, so, uh, you know what? I'm, you know, it's, 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 I'm real. Yeah. I'm real. Yeah. I'm not fake. Like, it's, yeah. re- it's pretty fucking badass. You're like, hold on. Like, what's going on here? Like, there's uh, that. I guess I, at that point, was um, so mired in, in like, the misogyny rage <laughs> that I was like, actually, that's a serious meta turn of hand. Yeah. Like, that's a really serious meta turn of hand because within talking about that, we're talking about all cinema and all of life. Yeah. Right? And about how his his jacket that he was wearing throughout the movie is the same that Bob Dylan was wearing in that album, album cover. He's, it's just like, and like, I'm wearing, like, I'm wearing this jumper, this slightly dark navy jumper, uh, with, because I, I saw Tom Hiddleston, like, I was like, oh, I'll nick that. <laughs> you know, we nick, we constantly nick. We steal things. Mm. The For... jumper I am wearing features Marie from The Aristocrats. <laughs> yeah. It was my favorite <laughs> Aristocrats. Ladies don't start fights. Ladies don't start fights. They finished them, yeah. right? Yeah. Talk about internalizing that shit when I was six years old. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we yeah. do, we pick up pieces of the world and we stick them to ourselves. We... And that's what that elevator scene is about. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's all about how he's literally created this world from the pop culture you believe in but he's he's also taken from it what he what all he wants is a dad and we, you oh, know he wants he a dad he wants mm. a dad and a girlfriend and a, and a love yeah. and he's 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 got that from pop culture if he'd never seen that movie or if he'd never seen that who knows what what kind of what kind of past that would have been or what kind of story the film would have been because yeah. he has everything else because he's bought himself everything else including yeah. all of his friends and all he wants is a dad and a fucking girlfriend yeah and it's it's it doesn't know how to have it's either. you know it's Jason Lee but then it's the sweet and it, sour it's it's the it's the it's the sweet and the sour and like one thing in this uh, the the part of the movie that Jane and I I really it didn't have this effect on me years ago mm. but when we talk like how movies kind of change with you yeah is the 
at the end of that elevator scene yeah. when they're going to the roof. Yeah, when but in just in between the elevator and the roof, the music changes, and you hear you hear coming in is spiritualized, ladies and gentlemen. We are floating in space, mm. and now I can't through like Pavlovian conditioning. I can't hear that song. Now it's a sad song yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I can't hear that song now without thinking of, because I think apart from the line, uh, apart from the line consequences, um, the most important part of this, of this movie for me is in, is in that, because after he, he does take his own, he takes his own life and once he realises that that's what he's done, um, once he realises that's what he's done, when he's telling him this, when tech support is is telling him, filling in the blanks for him that he doesn't really remember, and he says somebody somebody died. Somebody died. That that yeah. was actually quite beautiful. Yeah, it's, some... it's sort of peppered through the script, isn't it? Yeah. So he has these sort of like lucid, like somebody died. Yeah. Moments. And, and he's. I genuinely didn't expect it to be. That was yeah. a real plot surprise for me. Is that oh, it was him. And, and as soon as he says that, and you start hearing. Um, you start hearing spiritualize come in. He text support says to him, uh, "Your friend Brian and I love, I love the, I love, I love obviously your friend Brian to a three day memorial yeah. in, in your Very, house." Yeah. Um, and then all he the said, pictures of him everywhere. Yeah, yeah. we say living the dream, which is lovely. Little. Um, yeah. He's um, he says he was a true friend, and I love, I, 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 I love that. Bit. But when I think about death now and when I when I when I when I when I, when I think about death and having you know family it still affects the family because there's like four of us and my when my brother when my when my brother passed I think the comfort that I get from the movie and I think it'd be a comfort for anyone is when you see that when you see that funeral yeah. Uh, he says you were missed, Davis, and I am. Um, yeah, it's pretty metal. Yeah, because like, you think everyone hates him. And yeah, everyone, and he actually hasn't. Yeah, he. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's like it's up there with "I love you, I know" from Emperor Strikes Back as one yeah, of my favorite ones of all time. Is when he says you were missed, Davis. I think that is that is a comfort to I think anyone knowing that you, you know. People do like it, no matter what yeah. you think. You know, even people, if you are like Patrick Bateman, you yeah, have even a if you are, I mean, you know, yeah, people, people, you have you know, people want you around. Yeah, and I think, and I, 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 I love the fact that you are missed. I think if, if it's coming to people who are gone or whatever that they're missed, and you know, maybe that he's being told after he dies that you were missed. I think that's a comfort. Yeah, to him. That because that's all he wanted was was that, and I think mm. that's it. All he wanted was a, nice, a dad and a girlfriend and to be loved and to have friends. Nice, yeah, yeah. A little, little nice kind of comfort. Yeah. I am a little bit confused about the like because like he does take his own life in his apartment and then gives his body to. I think a, he probably had to, he probably had had it organized right. Yeah, but I'd be even still a bit nervous about that those twenty minutes. I'm like, can I not do this? Next to your tub that you're going to freeze yeah. me. Yeah, are you definitely going to do this for me? Like, are we all good? Are we doing this? I, I know yeah. that's what the movie kind of plays the fact that maybe there is no waking him up. Maybe this is this, this is, is it. it. He wants yeah, to live yeah. in real life. He just means that he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to dream anymore. You know, mm. this movie must be very confusing. To, like, <laughs> but you know, please look at the Wikipedia article. Yeah, it is because yeah. it is narratively wobbly, right? Oh, it's, it's it's like it is. Yeah, like you like cause the first you know he wakes up at the beginning and the the voice on the re- on the 
and his alarm clock is put out of the crib. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You know, and the next time we hear it, it's Cameron Diaz's voice. Yeah. You know, so there is a lot of interplay because women are interchangeable. Um, <laughs> but there is a lot of interplay with reality and with who's who and what's what. And um, like it's, it is, I don't know if he made it. I don't know if he died on the street. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. know if I... I think I pretty nearly prefer the version in which it's a halo effect after he died or like a what like you know what I mean mm. that this is his like his flickering out yeah. do you know that these sequences of events are just like him entering the afterlife as opposed to being cryogenically frozen and preserved mm. for 100 years which is cool Yeah. and again I would have loved the version of this film that I want to see is set in that facility yeah do you know Yeah. it's about like Tilda and it's about what it like I, I really they began to do something so interesting with that yeah. and I would love to I want to spend more time in that horrible weird building with the weird walls and the weird red haired receptionist and like I and the videos and the corridor that you walk down I did think set wise I love spaces mm. I love spaces <laughs> what the fuck but you know when they enter the building and there's all of these screens with people giving their testimonies mm. the layout of that walk is really interesting yeah. the way that the room is laid out with the different videos and you pass each of them nearly like a petal yeah you know and uh i want to spend more time there that's the the part of this fictitious sci-fi world that i was pulled into was that facility right you hear, yeah you start hearing Sinead o'connor saying i have a universe inside of me I yeah. like i think if this movie was made now it would be a nine-part netflix series it would and mm. i would say episode i'd say just before he kind of pulls the mask off that's how episode eight that's how episode seven ends mm. episode eight would be set in the facility of we take these rich people in sell them mm. a dream literally sell them a dream yeah. and we don't know what's going to happen like that's set in the movie um Is when him and Penelope Cruz are watching it they go like benny the dog who this technology who this technology was done on she said how would you know if it ever worked and it's like it's just a comfort knowing that there's something yeah, after. at least it's something. Yeah. The dog thing was inconsistent as well, which is how you question the reality throughout, and that every time we encounter the dog on the television, the story is different. The first time we see the dog on the television, it's like, oh, we froze the dog and it came back to life. And then mm. the second time we see it, it's like, oh, we found the dog in an iceberg and he's still alive. You know, there's like different... This um, is this is why you are... I never noticed that. Oh, yeah, no, I was just like, more dogs, <laughs> more why, dogs, please. This <laughs> is Love the dog. Um, yeah. that, the, the science-y, fiction-y bit I, I was following was just like, okay, so what's real, what's not? Um, the way that we find out that the world is changing is that we see the L-E thing like four times in the story. Yeah. Five times, maybe, and every time it's slightly different until we see it at the end with Tilda. Again, Tilda's fucking great. And she's totally capital A acting, though. She's like, hello, welcome to the... You know, it's she's hamming it a bit. Um, but that's the version of it I'd be interested in. In terms of like, I wanted it to be more science fiction-y because I think if you're gonna make something wobbly, dreamy, weemy, what the fuck is happening, you need to bend reality in more like tangible ways than just snapping into this person is here. I did like the cut where Penelope Cruz lies down and uh, Cameron Diaz sits up. I thought yeah. that was really elegantly done. Um, but I wanted to see more details of his world wrong yeah do you know yeah because like, the sky is fab yeah. and there's a couple of really nice visual scenes with the light being dream light you know mm. weird yeah lucidity light that isn't texturally correct and i that's the high budget glossy mm. stuff but like i like how that looks mm. i needed more i think it was made now the the cinematography would have to be weirder and there would have to be more visual cues that something was wrong. Mm -hmm. Do you know? And yeah. again, it was a Netflix series, which is designed for binge watching and rewatching. 
people would want to unpack the mystery. Yeah. You know, there has to be like layers and layers of mystery. Um, like as a conceit, millionaire gets big fucked up, chooses to go into cryogenic freezing, and we don't know as viewers what is his dream and what isn't. That slaps. Mm. Yeah. That's really like, and your key points that you're addressing narratively are vanity, the body, mortality. You can buy everything except a father and somebody who actually loves you. Mm. Like those are terrible. Like. Uh, there's so much potential for devastating work here. Do you know what I mean? So there are, I think there is a big heart somewhere here, you know? Well, Cameron Crowe said that he would love to see, he's like, I want to see the next version yeah, of this film. Yeah, because it's I already wanna, a remix, yeah, right? I wanna yeah, I want to see, I want to see, he says, I want to see someone's cover version of it. Like, you know? I'm talking mm. myself into wanting to write You know? <laughs> well, that's what San Junipero was, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, get those, get those San sweet, Junipero, sweet Netflix money. San Junipero is exactly Vanilla Sky. And Living With Yourself as well, the Paul Rudd National B show. Hell, is it a little is. bit as well. Yeah. yeah. And San Junipero handles it like, San Junipero is so fucking sad. Um, and no, not without its problems. Oh my God, my eye just twitched. Um, <laughs> not without its problems, San Junipero. Um, it, it does, there is some kind of dodgy, uh, like, queer stuff in it with like the sex club being just like oh of course that's where all the bad people go the sex club mm. um i also do have like again it's the same in this film that we literally have the virgin and the whore like that exact dichotomy of the two different kinds of women the good woman the bad woman the virgin and the whore and that is cartoonish right um and san, san junipero is the same right it still suffers with that same problem but that uh that halo space, I, I keep saying halo, but do you know what I mean when I'm doing this thing at my end? Yeah. Like life yeah. is here and then there's this other thing. I don't fucking know. We talked for a bit last week about on our, <laughs> on our Patreon on the episode about like the afterlife and atheism, atheism things. But that is such an interesting space to occupy narratively. Yeah. And we only get to see it at the end. Yeah, it is. Because right? it's, 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 it's the, it's the, it's, um, like when my own like panic attacks where I kept waking up thinking I was, Thinking, even though you're you're knackered, you're so your your head does your head just kind of go like because you would expect if you if you think you're dead you would expect to get this kind of like um this kind of uh, it's like uh, the what's the Frank Capra movie uh, Wonderful Life you would expect to have this Wonderful Life movie where you think like. Like, oh, I'm alive, I'm alive. I can go, like, you know, go, hello, you old Ray McGaffey and Sons Action Paralysis and stuff. ain't like, that. No, because, like, you think you're not getting this moment of, like, I'm so happy alive now, I am going to. It's mundane, But, like, really, but you're just, you're just, literally, you're just, uh, you're just tired. Like, you're glad. You're alive. To be alive. But you're so because like, it's adrenaline, right? Yeah, and, like, your head is, your head is a, a very weird dealing with death. Oh yeah, yeah, it's so bad, and especially yeah. connected to sleep and lucidity. Yeah, like I uh, had like a year of sleep paralysis in a way. I've written about it a few times because, and it does still happen sometimes. That was much. It was every night for a long time. Mm. I didn't sleep for like six months for more than about a half an hour a night, and uh, sleep paralysis. Uh, happens when your body for the listeners who haven't experienced it you will surprise everyone has it once in their life give or take some of us have it more often than that yeah um but your body releases the hormone that sends you so when you're asleep your body is just like conked right it's doesn't move that's to stop you sleepwalking and moving around when you're unconscious and doing stupid shit in your sleep um so the hormone that it releases unfortunately that makes sure you're like make sure you stay in your bed releases while your brain is still awake. So functionally, your brain is awake and alive, but your body isn't. Mm. 
So it feels like you're dead. Yeah. I'm trapped in your own corpse. And like my, and then my my heart was going. Oh, your heart goes. My heart, my yeah, heart yeah. Because I think like, oh shit, I'm I'm dead. They're gonna find me like this. Uh, yeah, and it's like, and how, like, with with that and with the with the moment of like David Ames waking up on the street drunk. Yeah. When I think about that moment, the little memories I have of when that happened, that was the end of my kind of. And when I think about that, it's always about like, I don't want my family going through this again. You know, I don't want my family going through this again. And I think that added, that was a lot of the panic of waking up thinking I'm dead is because you think I can't What am have I putting my... other people through? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I can't have people, I can't have people upset about me. Well, I'm not, you know I mean? Think of how I'm in know? so much trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in so much trouble. Yeah, Look what know? I've just done to everyone. I've just yeah. died in my own body in my bed for no reason. Yeah. Now it's a slow, you can pull yourself out of it. Alcohol does trigger it. Uh, stress triggers it. Um, it's uh, it it sucks. It's it's the ugly sister of lucid dreaming, which is where when you're waking up in the morning, you inhabit a space between wakefulness and sleepiness, which is kind of just a bit fucking weird. And I don't really know how to describe it. Um, but it's kind of like being able to control your dreams mm. a little bit. Uh, it's quite fun. I enjoy it. Generally. Yeah, when it's when it's when it's, when it's good. It's when good. it's working, it's when it's good. It's good. When it's good, it's really good. But when yeah, it's yeah. at night time and your body is asleep and your brain is awake, it's extremely hard to pull yourself out of it. And the, if you do experience sleep paralysis, the way to reset your body is to get up out of bed, walk around the house, and then come back and fully reset your sleep cycle. Mm. That's boring, but it helps. I got like a yeah hypnotism was wonderful. For me. So yeah, you yeah. Can I hear hip, about this? This hip, is fucking hip, cool. Hypnotism was 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 a, was an amazing help to me because. Um, you know, I, I went, I kind of, because I said, this is linked to the subconscious. Mm. And like, I, I kind of, I kind of played it off because I, I studied psychology. I, play, I was playing off it. That was the reason why I thought, okay, this must be linked to the subconscious. I think it was more because I'm watching the sky so much. I was like, okay, this is happening in my dreams. So this is, How my subconscious is, is playing tricks. So I need to figure out a way of getting in touch with my subconscious. Cool. So that's what the hypnotism attempted to do was to, hypnotism is like just ultra relaxed state mm. where they, it's, it's, it's not so much, I, I kind of thought hypnotism was going to be you fall asleep and you wake up. It's like, uh, this won't sound weird. A thing I've always loved is, you know when you're getting an operation done? Yeah. You know when the mask is going on you? Yeah, and you start, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're like, count to five. And, yeah. like, One. and then you wake up after <laughs> six and your problems are fixed. Your problems are literally fixed when you're asleep. Love that. Wish that was my entire life. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know? go, go for a little nap now. Someone yeah. else do this. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like I messed up my uh, messed up my hand. I I fell holding a oh. holding a pint glass, and I really messed up my really messed up my hand. So I needed I needed some kind of oh, surgery. Constructive stuff. Yeah, 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 and it's um. Was it's, the hand you write with? No, I'm on the appendix. Yeah, yeah, but um, the um, even my handwriting is pure garbage. <laughs> um, handwriting is a fake idea. Everyone's handwriting <laughs> is bad. If your handwriting is good, what are you doing? <laughs> the um, so yeah, so I remember I remember when. You, yeah, this is gonna get fixed up. I just thought it was so great. It's like when you literally, I was like, I'm gonna wake up. There's gonna be a cast on this, and it's gonna be fixed. And sure enough, you wake up, cast on your hand, and you think, boom, bitch, bash, wash. Why can't everything be this utopian? Yeah, why can't every problem be as simple as just putting them out? So I know that's what kind of hypnotism was going to be. Was that she was gonna count down from ten, and I was gonna wake up. And she'd be like, oh, you've been asleep for an hour. Super way, normal now. You hate your dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to be like, oh, I was like, oh, cheers. There's 50 euro, mate. Don Justice. On you go. Phone down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. Yeah. Where are those hugs, Ray? Sell Sarah House. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Get off, right now. <laughs> the, um, the, so, but no, it's, it gets you in an ultra relaxed, it gets you so relaxed that you're, 
kind of your brain has to go somewhere and it kind of throws up the ideas that maybe you would be dreaming about or the subconscious kind of out and it's all about creating it's all like it took a long time to get a lot of sessions but it's all about it's this kind of it is kind of essentially meditation but it is a it's about creating rules that work for you to figure it out like for me i kind of place it in within like the tower just said movies like uh inception really worked for me because how my sculpture seemed to work and how i could figure out was there is the the different levels can i ask you a super sincere question that's yes. gonna sound not sincere because i was talking to somebody recently do you have a mind palace do you have like a, a yeah, an no, architecture I, yeah i had um it was it was the TARDIS and Peter Capaldi for some reason. That's lovely. Yeah, yeah. I have a Peter cottage. Capaldi. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think a lot of people who do any who do have any sort of lucid or sleep paralysis experiences or have had any uh, wobbly connection with dreams and sleep and parasomnic experiences have a visual place that they can access things from. I don't like keep my memories in the cottage or anything, but I have one. Yeah, and it's, I, it's 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 kind of creating. It's putting a bit of the real. In the not real, it's putting an anchor point, like a place to go, right? Yeah, that you yeah, can, yeah, kind of, yeah. you can kind of like. So I knew when I was kind of like, when I was like, okay, there's the the TARDIS. Yeah, that's your access point, right? Like, it's I know where you... I'm. Yeah, and then yes. that became. So then there was a filing cabinet, and in that filing cabinet there was, whatever number would flash up. That's the that's the issues. The that, that's the issues that she got fixed. So oh. I got a strong number of three, and then we worked on those three, um, things, those three files in this filing cabinet. And we worked through that up until I'm like to the point of of really kind of like you would link memories to memories. So you would take up you would I I, I straight I can you would take up the filing cabinet and there'd be a picture on the file. Like you would be in any kind of like thing, yeah. there'd be a picture on it. If you know what the picture is, that memory is linked, easy fix. And if you don't, it's unpacking work. If you if you don't know what the picture is, then it's kinda of like, okay, link a memory to this. So I I saw an old character from a video game and I was like, Oh that's yeah. That's can I ask you? Uh, it was uh, Fox from Lilith Wars, uh, Sarah Fox. Yeah. And I was like, oh, but she had a great time playing this. And then I was like, okay, link a memory to that, and oh, then that to that, God. and then that to that. And yeah. then that's kind of like, there's that thing. And then for the final files, you really, and that is. You're into the heavy shit then. The pure, almost like stream of consciousness stuff where it is, it is, the best way I can describe it is. It is like that bit in Inception where you know DiCaprio goes down to his to where it's just the crumbled buildings, mm. and this is the level of pure. And I wouldn't have believed in any of that because like no, it's, it's not so much believing it because like it is it's the mind it's like it's, it's but it there, sounds like how therapy know? works. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a different way of exploring therapy, right? You know, like I've been doing therapy every single week for four years. I we've never done any. I'm like I'm kind of jealous. I want to do this. <laughs> uh, we normally just do yelling, um, but. Uh, and just chat you know but structurally that seems super fucking helpful like mm. it must be very slow but like as techniques go in terms of helping us work out what the fuck's going on and especially if you're having real world hardcore impact like sleep disruption or substance problems like a structure like that is gorgeous mm. you know it's again no therapy and no unpacking and no fig figuring things out is easy it's not meant to be easy it's work it's the work we do on ourselves to make our passage through the world less garbage but that's fucking cool yeah, like scary as hell yeah. yeah and like weird things like the mind shows up firewalls and all this stuff and like that's in that's that's in vanilla sky because he says your 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 subconscious of course cause problems tech support says that to him yeah. and i kept on seeing like to go back to angel 
do you know when they go to the white room and they see the tiger? I've never seen it, but I also oh, feel okay. like this makes a lot of sense There's, to me. They go, they go to this white room, which is just kind of like weird level between here and there, essentially. Liminal spaces. Love those. Love, love those a liminal things. space. Yeah. Love a liminal space. And there was kind of a weird level. I kind of, that was my kind of firewall in my mind that wasn't letting me... Redacted, redacted, redacted. Yeah. 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 So it's, mine's a, the mind's a weird place. Man. But like, I think it's a lot of people who walk around with one and don't like running <laughs> I've seen a lot of tweets that say we a lot of people go to therapy to handle people who don't go to therapy mm. but like the doing that kind of work is scary shit and it's so important and facing those weird parts of our brains and our subconscious and especially talking about it in illustrative terms like rooms and spaces and colors yeah, and textures yeah. and firewalls and files like it's fucking super helpful because vehicles and metaphors like that can help open the door to the work that needs to be done. Yeah. You know? And like it's, you know, when I kind of thought, okay, this worked for me, I'll tell someone else. Maybe. Everybody's route is different. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell someone else, maybe you should try this and maybe it'll work. For you, maybe it'll yeah. Work, maybe it'll work for them. You so know? hypnosis isn't just, you're getting very sleepy, look deep into my eyes, you wake up in an hour and you don't want to smoke anymore. Yeah, you say you don't want to smoke, yeah. <laughs> That's fascinating. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's so interesting. And I don't know if it's an individual thing or... But that's what it was to me, and that's what worked. This is all tying in so hard to Vanilla Sky as well. <laughs> it makes so much sense. Strange that. And the fact that like, I generally think that I crashed my car on the way here because yeah. your coat is now freaking me out. Yeah, that's grand. I was going to yeah. pick up something with my toe, and then we're all in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Look, thank you right. so much. We've been here for 100 years. This has yeah, been great. I haven't said a word in about 20 minutes. I'm so, so sorry, Andy. No, I'm, I was so fascinated and interested. Um, but we should probably tie it up there. Andy, promote the hell out of your stuff. Yeah, what are you? You've like, earned it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being so generous. No, yeah. Yeah. I was going to go kind of like, maybe this is my kind of podcast here. I was going to go around. It's like when he says to him, you're po- you know, you've took these things in your pop-, pop culture, which is the father you've always wanted. So, I mean, I was going to ask very quickly, if you could pull a father to be your <gasps> pop culture dad, who would they be? Bowser! Whatever! Yeah! <laughs> Sorry! Do you want, uh, that best thought? Do you want that hypnotist number? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, who's um, your dad? Oh, you know, I was going to write something once and then the, the show changed. Um, fucking, what's his name? Jess from Gilmore Girls. That's that actor? I've never seen it. Uh, in This Is Us, in the early years of This Is Us, before he gets an alcohol problem, he's an amazing dad in that. <laughs> super, yes. He's super yeah. supportive of his weird kid son who was smart than everybody else and is nervous about it and feels very self-conscious about it. Jess from Gilmore Girls This Is Us um, Is this him? Yeah so, Him uh, We're gonna find What was his name? I don't, I don't yeah, I'm thinking of one of the Duplass brothers Milo is No Milo Mentimiglia Yeah, yeah right. in This Is Us that's not, a, that's not an easy last name either No Yeah he In the early years of This Is Us The first when they're like Up till they're about nine Aww. He is a very good fictional dad I have thought about him a lot. Yeah. Yours is so sincere and all I want is all <laughs> yeah. I want is power. Yeah. All I want is an airship of my own. Bowser, Bowser loves his kids. Yeah, he does. Well, yeah. Then, he gives, are they his kids? One of them has a rap career. Yeah, yeah. Very supportive. He's, like, he's basically like Tom, Tom Hanks. He's <laughs> Tom Hanks is a great dad. The fictional yeah. version of Tom Hanks I have in my head. But like real Tom Hanks has a bunch of kids and seems to be a pretty chill dad too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You've, yeah. Got, you've got male Tom Hanks to be nice dad. Yeah, yeah. He got, the, he got those sweet books. Big well. money. Yeah. Big Sleeps in Seattle money. Tom Hanks is a very good dad as well. Yeah. Good single dad vibes. But will he get yeah. me an airship? No. And what, about, 
What yeah, about you? you do have that. You have that quite that hat and quite Bowser kid esque hat. Actually. I, I, I am <laughs> like is, we pick up pieces of the world and we use your, them to dress yeah. ourselves. This like is your I'm, name, sway jacket. I'm in yeah. the lift, guys. And who's yours? It would be uh, Shatner Kirk. Oh, that's oh, great. Yeah, interesting. Shatner Kirk. Yeah, that's gorgeous. Yeah. Aww. Um, because now to really go green, because I was thinking myself when you're thinking about kind of death and all this thing, his la I, one hundred percent, I want to be. If anyone wants to pay for my tomb, whoever is left to pay for my tombstone or whatever, Shatner's last words uh, has Kirk is it was fun. Oh, and I was like. Aww. That's what my heart. That's yeah. what Dad should be doing. Yeah, you know, just someone him is, you know that that last line of like his last line before he dies is yeah. it was fun. You know, it's fun. so there you go. There That's you go. such a good fiction, Dad. Thank you. So oh, tell us about Be Grand. Tell us about Be Grand. Uh, Be Grand uh, is a podcast on the Shift Network, uh, which is uh, a wee baby that we started, um, where it is all about brilliant, interesting people come in to talk about uh, growing up, what they wanted to be. How they end up becoming who they are, but the main hidden message, which I love from all this kind of stuff, is that everything might be okay. Mm. So I lie to people to get them into the show, but saying like, because they get to do their leaving cert, we've got questions from their <gasps> leaving cert and all this stuff. The years. You're coming now. You come on. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. That's booked now. Yeah, yeah. Cassie. <laughs> Cassie, don't leave this part in if you're verbally agreeing to do it. Because you did say on Twitter you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so yeah. So. You, that's the kind of bit of fun people get um, Alan there's a great episode of Alan on it um, it is weird being called interesting by the way just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is that weird right. everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, so but yeah so there's, there's all funny silly stuff about you. I throw some exam questions from you do you did it oh but it's gosh. more about what you wanted to do and how everything might just be okay you so, stumble towards it regardless yeah, yeah. so we've got like we've, got, we've had some juvenile grades uh, such as Alan and Caroline Donahue but we also throw in like uh, because of the school type thing we've had like superhero scientists and and sex researchers and porn researchers and all that kind of stuff so cool. it's across the board yeah. yeah so and also the shift is a growing I hope podcast network uh, so I want I'd love to make you know shows with you we've got some new shows coming uh, Promenade which is all about memories and yeah, yeah. Memories <laughs> and the triggers that make them um, that become that soon. There is a show all about science and movies called Sound and Space that becomes soon. But I mean, the show that you be that you will come to the shift to listen to is not be grand. Is I don't know her. Ah, with, with your very own Blaine and my daughter Eva, and they are a privilege to do anything with. So as long as they're on the shift, I'd be all grand. So check out the shift.e. Be grand if you want, but I don't know her. Are, are genuine legends as well. That's deadly. Thank so, you so much, yeah. Andy. Um, and where can we follow you online? What's your Twitter handle? At Holly Andy Gaffney. Deadly. I think. Because, yeah, Twitter is where we live, so we always yeah. try and funnel people towards I'm people online. Oh, it's a video game. tips, actually. It's a video game. That's yeah. all yeah. it is. Yeah. Sarah, where can we find you? At Grifsky on Twitter mm. um, for memes and uh, at Sarah Grifsky on Instagram for more rounded things. Also at... Uh, we are uh, contributing every month to Rogue, um, a 
column about YouTube and every Friday on the gloss I have my column girl offline which is about trying to live a healthier existence with less internet <laughs> guess how well that's going mm. how about you Alan I am Alan underscore McGuire everywhere Juvenalia is Juvenalia underscore pod on Twitter Juvenalia pod on Instagram we have a Patreon mm-hmm. patreon.com slash Juvenalia there are bonus episodes there's a sure badge there's fun. a sticker uh, thank you Dee McDonald for our work hi Alan in Canada yeah hey we Alan miss you. Uh, thank you to Cassie for producing this episode. Uh, listen to other shows on the Tall Tales Network, like Private Education, The Creep Dive. Creep Dive. Montage. They're all good. They're all great. We're the babies here. They're our grown up. Yeah, we're definitely the yeah. scrappy kiddo who kind of just wandered in. So we're delighted to be in the Tall Tales Towers. Yeah. And thank you again to Andy Gaffney. Yeah, thank you, Andy. Jesus, I, this was awesome. This was so fascinating. I, yeah. Yeah. And thank you for tolerating my... Um, <laughs> my I, I, I feel really differently now than I did earlier, so thanks for bringing me all the way out. I'm happy to... But I, I, I completely forgot, and this is going to tie into the whole... The fact that you're... you're you know, I, this might be a lucid dream because like your, your coat is the same coat. And all yeah. This stuff. But to prove that it's more a small world, one of those episodes that I was recording of that new show, uh, Promenade, um, I was like, oh, I, I really got to, I really got to go. I'm, I'm going to go over to, I'm going to go. I'm lucky enough to record an episode of uh, Juvenalia, Juvenalia, and uh, the person went, oh yeah, but Sarah and Alan. I was like, yeah, yeah. She goes, I once got sick in Alan's house, and I was like, what? You got sick in your house? There you go. Amazing. Yeah. I'll leave you on that. Yeah, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna unpack that one on the way down the stairs. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.